the new Parkway Theater, where good food, diverse entertainment, and community create a place for everyone. For showtimes and special events, check out www.thenewparkway.com. You are listening to High School where real talk is our vernacular. All right, well, don't bring 40s. Don't bring JJ's uh, fried fish sandwiches. <laughs> unless, you, unless you have enough to share. <laughs> hey, hey, I want to just a quick sidebar. Aaron, I know you've had some time uh, working in the movie theater industry. Uh, what's the craziest thing you've ever found once the movie theater was done? Oh, a dildo. <laughs> Somebody left behind a dildo. I don't know if it fell off a purse or she was, maybe she was watching Michael B. Jordan film and just like, oh, I'm going to whip this shit out as soon as he say, I'm going to take this off your hand. I'm no no lying, a dildo, fucking dildo. Did you smell it? <laughs> I mean, I didn't even touch the shit. <laughs> I'm just happy someone else found it other than Rayon. He would have freaked the fuck out. Uh, you should have you should have seen it and asked Rayon to go clean it out so you recorded his reaction. That would be hilarious. Rayon would have mm. probably picked up. Aaron, what's this? <laughs> it looked kind of like a dick. Somebody bought a fake dick to throw around the screen. Aaron, I would have found the dildo and I would have wrote neighborhood heavy on it. <laughs> I did post it up in the bathroom. And Darius Park Bell. It's a bunch of sleds. Oh, oh shit, man. So I, got my, I, I got my freedom papers. What you talking about, Darius? They nigga, sign, ain't nobody letting you go. They signed an emancipation proclamation. I know so, I nigga. I, nah, man. One weekend a month, two weeks a year. I'm I'm at the plantation. Give us three. Well, uh, let's get ready to start the show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the High Score Five and podcast. Catch us at High Score Five and on Instagram, YouTube, and the dot com at Hipster Horcrux or Horcrux Hipster on the Twitter. Check out our Patreon page at. Patreon.com backslash high score 510. And we are here with. Uh, this is AG3 coming at you faster than uh, brackets are being ruined right now. And uh, especially in the women's, the women's NC2A tournament. Mm. First time ever. Uh, underdogs actually win it. I know you don't like it, but you need to stop shucking and jiving. We got a problem. And we are here with. Hey, it's everybody's friendly truck driver, Captain Ephron, coming at you faster than Southern California traffic. Nobody on, nobody on the freeways, baby. Gas costs too much. As a karate expert, I will not talk about anyone up here because our children can't afford to live anywhere. Nowhere. There's nowhere to go. Once again, why? You said it. The rent is too damn high. Thank you, Mr. McMillan. And we are here with... Hey, what's going on? This is Brandon, a.k.a. Taco Pablo. Only person wearing a beanie in 80-degree weather. And probably a sweater, too, knowing Brandon. In my lifetime, I've learned hard work pays off. Dreams come true. Bad times don't last, but bad guys do. <laughs> That's a great quote. Shout out to Scott Hall, sponsorship RIP. 
And we are here with... Hey, fuck you niggas. What's up, man? This is Darius, a.k.a. Smoking Out With Your Grandma, Your Granddaddy. Probably everybody in the family ain't tripping. They could hit it. Uh, just a quick sound bite. Fuck Scott Hall. He's a great guy, but if you guys remember, he was playing a motherfucking Cuban, all right, from Wisconsin, all right, his whole career. Hey, wait a minute. That's the best part about him. Yeah. <laughs> Take a look at Reza Ramon. I living the good life, man. Me, I know how to relax, chico. I living I like a king. Night. I call you, you never call me back. I thought we had something going. No, chica, you don't understand. You have something. You have a good time. I threw with you now. Get out of here. I threw with you. Adios. Man, the chicas, they for fun. I probably scar her heart for life. That's too bad. <laughs> He's just doing exactly what they did in all the other movies where they played right. Cubans. <laughs> they had Jewish and Italian cats playing Cubans. Uh, hey, yeah, I rather I rather see Steven Seagal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wait, he pretends to be Creole. <laughs> he pretends to be exactly. all kind of like Creole, <laughs> hood, uh, jive. He might pretend to be a Uncle Tom in the next movie. <laughs> no, I'm trying to redo a fight version of Uncle Tom's Cabin where I'm Uncle Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Tom with the brother with the bald head and a mullet in the back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with that brother, <laughs> he always call everybody that brother was, in all his movies. Now that was Thomas Jefferson's actual haircut, though. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Jared, aka DJ Art, with two T's, two T's for a double dose of that tink tink. The D is silent, so it's just Jart. Another big question: Who is the guilty party? Should we start at the beginning where African Americans sold? You're the African-American ancestors into slavery and to a slave trader who's eventually sold the African-American ancestors to slave owners. The slave owners who had no success and no luck trying to make a Native American who land they took become their slave because the Native American ran away. You know what? It's one of those things of Herschel Walker that you wish he had CTE, but I don't think he does. It's like, damn, this motherfucker just ignorant. Well, uh, in news this week, let's get to some news. In news this week, Republican frontrunner for the Georgia Senate, Herschel Walker, made headlines as he expressed his doubt of the scientific theory of evolution. He said this while speaking at the Sugar Hill Church in Sugar Hill, Georgia. At one time, science said man came from apes. Did it not? Walker said, every time I read or hear that, I think to myself, you just didn't read the same Bible I did, responded the church's lead pastor, Chuck Allen. If that is true, why are all, (laughs) if that is true, why are there still apes? Think about it, Walker said, posing the question. Now you're getting too smart for us, Allen replied. (laughs) Walker added, think about this. We have an evolution that is, we've gotten so intelligent that if it is still true, why are there still apes? <laughs> I guess breaking news, 
Uh, Herschel Walker is the front runner to win the Georgia Senate seat. <laughs> I don't think he's the front runner, is he? He's not the front runner. Uh, shout out to the hill.com. The hill, uh, it says that he's the front runner to win the Georgia Senate seat right now. Um, that nigga not, he, should, he should even be the front runner to run the GW Zoo that Tiger, well, Tiger King used to work at. That nigga is crazy. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I'm just confused. My fault. The show has deviated so much, I don't know how this is a. Conversation started. <laughs> my fault my fault sorry y'all i don't know i just read this earlier this week so apparently Herschel walker <laughs> thinks that if evolution is true which he i'm assuming he doesn't fully believe in if evolution is true apes if they if we evolve from apes then apes should have ended and we should have taken over and there should no longer be apes so yeah, that nigga fucked the ape before tell me <laughs> I have a feeling that. that some of them uh, boosters in the in in the in the stands of Alabama are like that nigga runs like an ape. <laughs> <laughs> he got that ape strength. <laughs> Come on, man. That's exactly. <laughs> so uh, yeah, guys, who believes in evolution? I was just gonna say he he's on pace leading amongst to win the Republican to be the representative for the Republican chair, not to win the Senate seat. Okay, okay, sorry. Yes, he's the front runner for that. As for the whole evolution thing, do you guys think that evolution is something that we should be questioning, continue to question, which I think is always science is always questioning, so it's fine. Um, or do you guys believe that we've been led astray by our scientific influences? I, I believe so, uh, because you look at what God is doing in my life, turned me from an ape into a black man, and now I'm just third-class citizen. So <laughs> Now you're just slightly God below the God. apes. Yeah, I'm slightly, well, actually, I'm not sure, but they'll definitely shoot me. Maybe they'll shoot the ape if, the baby, if a baby falls in a cage in his habitat. They, they might, that's the only time they'll shoot the ape. They'll shoot me out in the, in the wild if I reach in the wrong pocket. But uh, I just believe God made man. He built this earth in seven days. And then he created Adam and Eve. And then I'll skip the Old Testament. To where he created Jesus, beautiful white Jesus. So that's what I believe. In. Yeah, Uncle Tom to keep Pedro. Give us a spring. If you look in the Bible, you obviously see Jesus is white. <laughs> I, I just he, want to say this: wait, it is not you, that obvious. Are you reading the pi picture Bible? Pedro? That's what I'm saying. Pedro, yeah, Pedro got the, the picture. The Bible, Bible that Kenneth Copeland gave me. Specifically says Jesus is white. Don't you ever talk bad about white Jesus. <laughs> is, your, is your Bible yellow and it says Jesus for dummy? No, it says. <laughs> it's made like a phone book. <laughs> <laughs> no, his Bible says uh, Jesus poops too. <laughs> Pedro got a Bible that's a picture book from Pleasantville. Pedro, if your Bible is 52 pages and it's orange and say cliff notes, it's not the real Bible. All right, my nigga, get a new one. What, what are you talking about? I got like, they sent me a Bible from the Seven Hundred Club. Nigga, you got sent the Bible from a Seven Eleven. <laughs> I got the Bible from the from TV and the Christian Network. They sent me a holy Bible for thirty nine ninety nine, and they sent me also sent me a prayer cloth to be healed for an extra thirty nine ninety nine. So eighty dollars got me the truth. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh. Shout out to Herschel Walker for stimulating this great uh, biblical conversation. Monstership. Uh, you guys think Herschel Walker can win the Senate seat? This is a Senate seat. It's not Congress. 
Anybody can get to Congress, but a Senate seat, that's a whole nother ballgame. That's a whole, think? yeah. I don't know. I used to think you have to be intelligent. No, no, no. You can put anything out, you can make up any story, and now people are starting to believe it. Hopefully he listens to somebody smarter than him and stop answering questions about science and keep it on, keep it on, <laughs> keep it on topic. <laughs> I think you can score a Senate seat. It just depends on who's playing fullback that day. well hopefully hopefully he's getting better uh you know advice and he's reading he starts reading a little bit more in-depth books that aren't telling him that the native americans ran away the native americans wish they could have ran away (laughs) the motherfuckers was unable to run because they was covered in mumps bumps and smallpox and was dying where they stood so you know or they were being you know brutally massacred so um i don't know if they ran away <laughs> it's it like sounds like that nigga having bible study at a hometown buffet man he's like man he's like man you know all the all the native americans that was on all them 60 different caribbean islands they all ran away where they run to uh, herschel where they run to the ocean <laughs> juicy smooth yay was released after only six days in prison or in jail county jail he was uh, sentenced to 150 days in the county jail. The gay Tupac is now officially a free man. What do you guys think about that? How do you earn that nickname? <laughs> yeah, that's the, I'm wondering that too. He called himself that. Y'all don't remember when he called himself the gay Tupac? I was bruised, but my ribs were not cracked. They were not broken. I went to the doctor immediately. Frank Gatson drove me. I was not hospitalized. Both my doctors in LA and Chicago cleared me to perform, but said to take care, obviously. And above all, I fought the fuck back. I'm the gay Tupac. I'll be honest, I try not to listen to much that come out of his mouth, Jared, except for the I'm not suicidal. That was actually hilarious. But everything else, I, I kind of tune out. <laughs> so they was doing a test bed trying to figure out uh, how they wanted to punish people. That was just an example, how they want to punish people for hate crimes. Since he hate crime in itself, that was a warning to white folks who want to hang people. He had some uh, very uh, animated you know, statements saying that uh, he is not a threat to himself. He went on to say that if anything happens to him in there, it was not him doing it to himself and it essentially putting it on the court and the judge putting him in there. So if he does get harmed, it's not him doing it to himself, it's that he was harmed by somebody else trying to silence him. And uh, yeah, man, I, I think Juicy Smouye <laughs> was just trying to, you know, I don't, I, I, I want to believe that he was just trying to, uh, you know, say represent himself the best way he could and that he was actually truly innocent and he did not pay the Nigerian brothers to fake beat him up. Oh, man. I, I think this whole thing is just, uh, it's unfortunate he didn't know when to just cut bait and just say, hey, I did it. <laughs> Move on. He could, this could have been over with. He got five months. This thing's been going on for like two and a half years. Like he could have just been fastest and back on TV doing something. But instead, <laughs> drag this out forever. I thought he was promising himself to kill himself. That's what he was doing because he'd been lying about everything else. He was in the court like, I am not suicidal. I'm lying. I didn't know what, it, what, what was his point. I mean, nobody wants to, nobody want to kill you, Juicy. Nobody want to end your career. You did that. So nobody right. else has to. He was going to set up, he, he was going to set up prison. a fake suicide. He was going to find some Nigerians in that, in that jail cell. Hey man, fake no, suicide he, me. He's going to make sure <laughs> Journey's Mouye had a career. You know, he was looking out for his sister. And all that money was going to her. 
I'm gonna say she's been incredibly silent on all this. Yeah, she she's trying to maintain her career, man. I, no, do you know why? Because she was in the middle of Lovecraft Country when it happened. He called her and was like, "I'm arrested. I fucked up." And she was like, "Nigga, please, I'm out." So it was pretty pretty even transaction. I mean, she couldn't defend that nigga because she knew the truth. She, see me on HBO right now? Yeah, it's just a, I'm trying to get I'm some of this Jonathan Majors dick. She was like, uh-uh, nigga. Hey, this is this was the definition of, you know, like when people be waving their hand at, like, nah, nah, nigga, no, 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 Cut no. that no, shit no, out no. now. Like, that was the true definition of what she was doing. She was like, mm, nigga, don't call me. Mr. Halverson, he was nothing but a drama hole. He making, he making it bad. He making it bad for the rest of the black uh, gay community for all that extra shit. I can go yeah. way deeper than that, but uh, I, don't want it, I don't want this show to get canceled. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! He can, he can, he can make it back on another show that's coming out. He can make these L.A. Bad Boys. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, nigga, I'm out of here. You go. <laughs> Might be the main reason he went to jail, just like so the L.A. Bad Boy. He about to be up in there fighting. <laughs> I'm fighting for my life. It's my life. Well, hopefully, this is the end of the Jesse Smollett drama and saga. I'm sure, we're gonna see. You know, he's gonna do some uh, TV show rounds. He'll probably have a little book coming out. Maybe he'll end up on the Bad Boys Club. On maybe maybe he'll Dallas come out this book. Maybe be a, he'll do half a book and Robert Griffin do the other half. <laughs> In other news, Robert Griffin's tell-all book about the Washington Commander's toxic workplace is not in the works anymore. Robert he got, Griffin work on books like he played football. He either got paid off or threatened or a combination of both. In our last news story, Mike Tyson is coming out with a line of cannabis edibles in the shapes of ear. They're called mic bites. What do you guys think about that? They actually look pretty good. I want to try one. They do look pretty good. I want to see you try one, too. Yeah, <laughs> Pedro, 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 those are for your mouth, Pedro. They're not anally, anal, they're not anal. Hey, I'm a man. I don't put nothing on my butt. You think this is Bad Boys Club? <laughs> hey, man, get, uh, get your prostate checked, man. <laughs> Yeah, I was just age. about to. I was just. I was just about to say that, <laughs> man. That you, better, you better get something up your butt, nigga. Yeah, I'm at that age too. <laughs> I just turned 46. Oh damn! You need to tell them yeah. to give you a mad, a mad pay in the late night show. You need to do the early <laughs> man, morning one. Uh, it's about time to start doing some butt stuff, Pedro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, well, I want to. I want. I'm trying to find a uh, uh, Asian woman with nice soft hands to do it. Nah, nigga, that nigga name is gonna be Ian. He's gonna be a 32 year old doctor, nigga, all the way. Yeah. Are you gonna get a big, bald, hairy dude named Bruce? <laughs> um. Well, anyways, Mike Tyson, 25 years after his ear biting incident against Evander Holyfield in the WBA heavyweight championship fight, is releasing this line of cannabis edibles. Are you guys down to try these? And and, and do you think this is? You know, I, I've seen Mike Tyson. You know, saying kind of turn another leaf, turn to a different, you know, stage of his life where he seems like he's more well balanced. <laughs> Do you think that this is an appropriate way for you know for him to profit off, you know, one of his lowest points or lowest exploits as a as a human being or just as an athlete? He's been doing pretty good um on his on his other cannabis stuff, hasn't he? He's been doing great. Well, seems- shoot, I, I hope he comes out with a gummy that's sugar free. <laughs> Pedro wanted to be diabetic and everything else. Sugar free and cannabis free. <laughs> exactly. 
You know what, man? That thing was so long ago. We got to move past that. If he wants to put a little profit behind it, it's fine. If people don't want to buy it, don't buy the shit. Charisma Carpenter out there bitching, talking about why don't he come out and want Robin get his face after he beat her. I want to know. why. That's what she said, Charisma Carpenter. Why don't they come out with one of the letter that you received when your ass got fired from Angel? Because you was acting like a crazy bitch. Excuse my language. Wait, she got fired from Angel? Yeah, she got kicked off that show, man. Aaron's been Aaron's been working, man. He said because she was acting like a crazy bitch. He didn't call her. Yeah, crazy yeah. Um, that's gross. My, man. Nigga, my, gross. Nigga, my nigga Aaron, he's media media trend. That's how you keep from being canceled, man. <laughs> so I learned this from the best from watching all of Jared's mistakes and getting kicked off Twitter. I will say the one thing that is shouldn't should be like no one's talked about in, in all of this Mike Tyson, Mike's bikes thing. That nigga's friends with Holyfield. They might even be splitting the bag at this point. Like that nigga, they cool. They cool. I was thinking the same thing. That's the de facto. Like if if Holyfield is good with the ask that nigga. If he's good with his ears being sold, nigga, then that's all good. He might even get a piece of the profit, man. I hope so. Cause you know, Evander Holyfield is is I wouldn't say he's broke, but he is definitely, you know, tough on money. You know, he had to sell his mansion that had 49 rooms and and, a, and an electric <laughs> bill that probably could have. He was trying to have enough kids to, to go in that room, those rooms, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also he he was on, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Alex Rodriguez is, um, you know, what I'm saying basically apprentice show where he's like, I'm going to rebrand you. I'm going to turn you like, you know, start making you profitable. Somehow Alex Rodriguez became, you know, what I'm saying a financial guru and had his own TV show, and Evander Holyfield mm-hmm. was the first person on it. So, you know, that tells me that, you know, maybe he's str- struggling with money a little bit, and I hope that he is getting some of his profits from this because that's his likeness on there. That's his ear. Come on, man, that's his likeness. like a mold. <laughs> that could be anybody's ear. It could be anybody's ear. It could be half the people that get attacked by police dogs' ear. Shout out to Mike Tyson and Mike Bite Sponsorship, come on our show or sponsor us with your product. We'd love to try uh-huh. it. Now, I think they should come out with more versions of this, though, from Mike Tyson's life, though, right? When he said, I want to eat your children, just have like little, little bit oh, of kids, little yeah. Sour Patch kids. <laughs> and then and then he said, all, he said, all praise be to Allah right after that. So we should have the Allah bites with half children. And then a little, a little, a little mini one with gummy hearts, but gummy hearts, because you can't eat your heart out. Now, so yeah, Jared, go too far. <laughs> No, no, not um, not not all our bikes. You should have little bean pie bites. <laughs> or he should start selling bean pies. You know they make all kinds of other edibles. They make pretzel edibles. They make tortilla buy chips. That shit. Shout out to Nip Money who bought a bag of tortilla chip edibles, and they broke up in the bag, so he didn't know how much a serving was. <laughs> oh, he was just drinking crumbs, dude. Get all yeah. fucked up. <laughs> Only Nip Money would do that. What in the Cinco de Mayo? Each chip was like 10 milligrams, but they were all broken in the back, so he didn't know how much to take. I have another friend. uh, Shout out to Persian Pool Boy. He um he had uh, some some savory pretzels he had bought that were cannabis infused, and he left them in his car. And his parents ended up using his car for the day, and they saw like these savory pretzels, and they're like, "Oh yeah, eat some of these pretzels in the car." They eat these pretzels. And, you know, an hour and a half later, they're at home and they're freaking out, tripping out because they didn't realize that them pretzels motherfucking were, you know, what I'm saying five, 10 milligrams each. I know to some of y'all that don't live in California or Colorado think this is just wild that we just got to the part of weed where we need to make it into pretzels <laughs> and ear gummies. <laughs> no, it just sounds wild. Yeah. There's so, there's so much shit, Brandon, brownies. 
drinks Listen, now. I'm making you yeah. pothead, but I gotta say, man, some of this shit is just out of control, man. Like, what's the point of this? Some nigga was like, hey, yo, you gotta check out this new THC infused deodorant, nigga. Like, what is my arms gonna do, hot? <laughs> what is my arms gonna do for you while they buzz? Like, should you should be an advocate for regular weed, Darius. Yeah, 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 man. Dude, I'm just talking that regular, regular, man. This stuff that you can roll and smoke, man. Not exactly. the shit that, uh, I just got me a oh, marijuana yeah. pedicure, bitch. Like, I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> question of the day. Question of the day, since I have you all here. What is the worst snack someone can bring into a movie theater? Popcorn. JJ's fried fish sandwich. <laughs> so, you were in a movie theater about that? <laughs> Well, don't really bring down the movie theater, Brandon. The two fish and chips with the styrofoam cart. That's great. Sounds pretty awesome. What you movie know, were you watching for that one? Well, I forget what movie it was. I remember going to Hilltop Mall when you were uh, back in the day, back when the mall was there, or whatever. And I remember going there. I'm trying to sneak in my McDonald's under my puff coat or whatever. I go in and I turn around. Somebody open this styrofoam clamshell. And I look back. They're eating this fried chicken, <laughs> this fried fish sandwich. I was like, this shit stank. Like, <laughs> all I could think, I was like, this really stinks. And I can't, I can't escape it. I mean, you know how some foods smell good when you're eating it, but definitely mm-hmm. is not the move if you're just around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was one of those things, man. So if you if you eating fish outside of your house, like it's not a good move. Well, my sister got her dog. We all went to the movie theater and she was like, I'm gonna pack snacks. We open it, we get to the movie theater. She bring the dog in the little carrier. She sit, sit the dog in between us and her boyfriend, and then she pull out a bunch of fucking dog bones and doggy snacks. I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> when you said you bring snacks, I thought you bring snacks for the human. Fuck the dog. Like, what are we gonna eat? And so she was like, You could try some of these. Like, try, whoa, 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 whoa. Try the dog treats. It's a high Martin Riggs. The worst. The dog treats do stink too. What about the actual dog? Though? Did she have to buy an extra ticket for the dog, or were they were cool with her just bringing the dog in? It's funny too, cause like, yeah, the people, yeah, the people will look at you if you're trying to sneak like a backpack in the theater. But like, let it be a dog carrier. They don't give a fuck. Meanwhile, she looks like a terrorist duffel bag. All right. <laughs> God. Aaron, for you, what is uh, the worst snack someone else can bring or eat around you or the worst snack you could bring in? Man, the worst I ever seen someone brought in, there was two situations. One with my boy, I was, I was with Box Kev at Jack London Movie Theater. And these fools are like, hey, man, you want anything from the store? This is when my back was hurting. They're like, we're going to pick you up and take you to movies. I'm like, I'm good. Just, just, just go to movies. We go. As soon as we get in there, this fool, Kev, and I hear this loud bang. This fool drops a two-liter bottle and it rolls from the entrance to all the way to the, the snack stand. Dude working there was just dying. <laughs> Rolled all the way, like, <laughs> away from him, straight to it. And box cab, big-ass two-liter bottle. He was trying to hold under a jack like it was a baby. It's sweating. It, it was sweating. It was sweating, and that's why I slipped. Also, stand on the bottle thing. I went to go see Low Down Dirty Shame in downtown Berkeley. It wasn't even over yet. You know how black people leave before the movie's over? So I'm still watching it. It was like, you know, as soon as the last guy gets killed, for some reason, black people get up, right? Like, okay, this shit's over. They just killed the last guy. It was so many 40 bottles getting kicked over, rolling. One hit me in the foot during the movie. <laughs> so I'm going to say, don't bring 40 bottles because you know you ain't going to keep that shit in your lap when you're done with it. And if it spills, it starts to stink. It stink. It's sticky. <laughs> ain't nobody mopping that theater in between. I remember my homegirls. Crenshaw High School, shout out Crenshaw High School. 
they told me they snuck a whole pizza, a whole 12 inch pie in the movie theater. Where the hell did they get the pie whole, from? I got Shaky's Pizza? I have no idea where they got the pie. I got to ask uh, your homegirl Nita about that. She said her and the homegirl snuck a whole pizza in the movie theater <laughs> uh, senior year. Uh, I think it was around this day or something. So I don't know if you guys been to, well, the one in uh in hilltop now right they have the main doors but the exit doors are there's two exit doors on each side of the movie theater so one person would go pay go around to the side door and let everybody in the exit door now this is before they got smart <laughs> and had somebody just stand there periodically but yeah that's how we snuck in a lot of stuff yeah now the worst the worst i ever had was uh, somebody who I think they brought like an entire grocery bag of like snacks and it wasn't like snack. It was like some homemade snacks because this person was unwrapping foil. So like they had stuff wrapped in foil. <laughs> I could smell like the different things they cooked in the kitchen. Then they had different bags of chips. And like, you know, it's one thing like, you know, it's, it's like one thing is like a little bag of chips. It was a big bag of chips. So it's like loud, crinkly. So every time that they were snacking, they basically were like, eating all this stuff and it wasn't like that it smelled bad but it was just loud as fuck it was kind of a noise you like, unwrap the foil eat this piece of chicken or eat this sandwich wrapped in foil open up this big ass bag of chips crinkling that up and then one of them motherfucking had some soup and so i heard motherfucker slurping soup behind me while i'm trying to watch one of these shitty mission impossible movies and i was like what the fuck is going on <laughs> That's probably the worst. It's too much packaging. Jay, all you had to do was turn around and tell your mom and brother to be quiet. (laughs) (laughs) I will say I was being annoyed one time. We were my middle school girlfriend. We were just like, oh, we're going to go to the movies. We were in there eating Pop Rocks, which is the loudest fucking candy you Mm. fucking have. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We were just in there "Ah," the whole fucking time. (laughs) Pop Rocks is tight, though, man. I miss Pop Rocks. I miss the days where you can eat Pop Rocks. I like that, Brandon. Brandon was like, uh, all the people can hear my eyes. That's just the Pop Rocks. Whatever the Pop Rocks sound like. Hey, man. (laughs) Wishful, wishful thinking on my part. score 510 fam this is dj art and i just have a little message for you i would like to tell you about our friends over at newsly an audio app for ios and androids it picks up web articles the most trending topics on the web and reads them to you in a natural beautiful human voice browse topics of your choice from sports to science bitcoin and even the kardashians curate your own playlist and newsly allows your internet readings to become an audio experience message newsly even has podcasts explore trending podcasts from over 50 countries including iScore 510 download and use newsly for all your listening needs from www.newsly.me or click the link in our description and be sure to use the promo code highscore 510 that will get you a free premium subscription for one month it's about time you stop scrolling and start listening your mind it is like a gun and you want to load it up with little itty bitty bullets of knowledge. Message! Who's having a better offseason? The Las Vegas Raiders or the Dallas Cowboys? <laughs> I do love that on your screen right now. You got Brittany Griner who's having the worst offseason. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Brittany true. Griner ain't coming home anytime soon, y'all. We'll start with the Cowboys. The Cowboys have made some big splashes in free agency. They signed Leighton Vander Esch back to a one-year deal. Even Luke Gifford also to a one-year deal. James Washington, former receiver for the Steelers, they signed him to a one-year deal. Dante Fowler Jr., formerly of Atlanta and uh, the Rams slash Jaguars, to a one-year deal. And their subtractions of players they've lost in free agency or have cut, they cut Lyle Collins, and he's just committed to signing to the Cincinnati Bengals. Upgrade for him. Oh, the Cowboys also re-signed Doris Armstrong. But the Cowboys also lost Connor Williams, their left guard, to the Miami Dolphins. They also lost Cedric Wilson to the Miami Dolphins, their third receiver. And they, um, they lost Randy Gregory to they, the they also... Denver Broncos after he had agreed to sign with the Cowboys. But they decided to change some of the language after the agreement, which then made him say, fuck y'all, I ain't signing. And he got, he got the exact paid. same deal to go play for the Denver Broncos. The biggest loss was, was Amari Cooper being traded away. Oh, yeah. They That's also the traded away loss. Amari Cooper, I forgot, for a fifth-round pick. Lyle <laughs> Collins going to get ran over a little bit. You know, we'll see. We'll see what he really got left. I don't think he had much. Connor Williams, you complained about Connor Williams every game. In the playoff against the Niners, before the game started, you was on this show saying, man, Connor Williams is going to get ran over, man. I knew it. I, you came on the show after the game. I knew it was going to get ran over. I told you, Aaron, before the game, you complained about Connor Williams every game. So why do you care that if Miami willing to pay him $7, 000, $7 million a year for something? I'm not mad that Connor Williams is gone. And Dorrance probably... Armstrong don't know who the fuck he is. Cedric Wilson was a fourth receiver at best. He's an elite fourth receiver. Yeah, but Cedric Wilson also can throw some dimes. He's, he's a he, special He throws team better player. than he catches. Played quarterback in high school. He's actually got a really good arm and can put the ball down the field. He, he got a better arm than Tua. Let's put it that way. He got a better arm he than Tua. He does have a better arm. But what I will not say, gonna hit him downfield. What I will say, though, is Cedric so 34 Wilson. 34 catches. What I will say is Cedric Wilson's a receiver that has played outside, has played the slot. Can play special teams, punt return. So he's just a versatile player, and he's a solid, good football player. Shout out to Boise State sponsorship, Brandon. He's one of your uh, Broncos, fellow Broncos. But it's not the biggest loss. The biggest loss was Mari Cooper because they didn't want to pay $20 million for him anymore. They didn't scheme him to get him the ball as much as they should have. He was the 38th targeted receiver in the league last year. He's getting targeted less than certain tight ends and other third-string receivers. So that's a problem. And then the Randy Gregory deal. Randy Gregory is getting paid less than Von Miller got paid. He's getting paid less than Chandler <clears throat> Jones got paid. And he has similar traits to those guys. He would have been a bargain compared to some of the other top pass rushers being, you know, paid this offseason. And he was a guy that you, you know, dedicated six, five, six seasons to waiting for him to finally play a full season. He does that. And then, you know what I'm saying, you get a little bit greedy on the, on the money side or in the language to try and protect yourselves. And it's like, man, this dude's, you know, you guys are stuck with him. He stuck with y'all. He's not been a bad person. You know what I'm saying? He liked to smoke weed. That's why he fell in the draft. He liked to smoke weed. That's why he got suspended when the league was still having the crazy-ass, old-ass uh, weed policies. So, like, he just liked to smoke weed. He wasn't a bad person. And he was in a, he's a really good talent. Y'all shouldn't have lost that fool. That's terrible. So you lost one of your starting defensive ends. That was your most productive pass rusher last season. And then you lost your number one receiver, to sign Michael Gallup, who's coming off of ACL sur surgery from the game 16 in the season. You you paid as Michael Gallup that's not going to be able to play for probably the first, you know, at least four games of the season. So great job, Dallas Cowboys. Great job, man. Dallas Cowboys. Jared, I'm going to need you to give my eulogy at my funeral, man. You make it look like real sad. These motherfuckers making it bad. I'm not mad about Connor Williams. He could go. He could go. He probably should have been. They should have been trying to have him play center. Dude, the crazy part is the week before the season started, they're like, Let's try Connor Williams at center. No, motherfucker, you should have had him playing center the whole offseason when you weren't sure about the center you had. 
the center that kept getting his ass run over also. Motherfuckers. Anyways, let's look at the Raiders offseason, though. The Raiders offseason. <laughs> they've, they've had what some people would say has been a great offseason. They signed Chandler Jones to a three-year deal. They signed Alex Barr as a guard. They signed Bilal Nichols, a defensive tackle. They signed Amir Abdullah. Shout out to Nebraska sponsorship to a one-year deal. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They they even they even signed uh, Garrett Gilbert uh, and Darius Phillips and Brandon Bolden, a running back from the Patriots. Their biggest splash, though, has to be the fact that they made a big trade to get your boy Devontae Adams from the motherfucking Pedro over here like that person in the movie theater unwrapping shit. Oh, that's Pedro? Uh, <laughs> they tra- made a trade for a first and second round pick to get Devontae Adams and then signed him to a, uh, what is it, a $150 million deal? I thought it was, I thought it was 140 140 for five years? Yeah, it's it, like it, $27 million, $28 million. It's the highest receiver contract. I think it works out to $28 million a year. Receivers never got that much ever. He's damn near the first $30 million receivers. Yeah. The Raiders might have fucked themselves up in the future with this. The Raiders might have fucked themselves up, but they also signed yeah. Max Crosby to a to a massive deal to extend him and keep him in town. So they got two bookend ends, two top-end pass rushers on the edge, and they got your boy, uh, Devontae Adams, to pair up with Derek Carr, bringing, back, bringing the band back together from back in the day. So, uh, yeah, the Raiders are making big moves and big splashes with their new coach, uh, Josh McDaniel, and they seem to be primed and ready to make a run this year. What do you guys think about that? I think the Cowboys still in a better position because they're in the worst division. Because yes. they can be terrible and still make the playoffs. Like they can yes. still be the Eagles, the Giants, the Commanders football team. Yeah, this whole AFC West thing, man. Somebody's going to be real disappointed at the end of the season. Whether or not it's the Broncos, whether or not it's the, the Raiders, the Chiefs, or the Chargers. Somebody's going to be real disappointed with how their season ends up. But I think the Devontae Adams move is, is good to get him for five years, especially when you're not sure whether or not you're going to extend Derek Carr. This is his chance to actually be the dude, or they could actually move on from him and save a lot of cap space and draft somebody or get somebody in there that is going to have all these weapons, either Josh Jacobs and Darren Waller and Devontae Adams to throw it to um, and have a really made offense for them. But we'll see, man. After uh, hearing the um, I Am Athlete podcast with DJ Williams clip today, I don't know if Joshua Daniels is a good coach or not anymore. We're going to find out. If you guys don't know, DJ Williams was on the I Am uh, Athlete podcast a couple months ago, and he spoke about Josh McDaniels' time in Denver, and they started the season like 6-0. and I never in my life was more prepared for a game than the years that I played with Josh McDaniels. And he would lay out keys to victory. This is how we win the game. Every time we did exactly... What he said, this is facts, bro. we won. He said, look, when they line up in this formation and you're their linebacker, they're running a deep dig behind you. He said, at the snap of the ball, sprint to the hash mark. He said, if you turn around fast enough, you got to pick. If not, it's going to hit you in the back of the head. And so we did that for six weeks. We get to San Francisco. We play San Francisco. We end up losing to San Francisco. We're supposed to beat San Francisco. Okay. Here's what happened. Our film guy got caught because we had to share a stadium. Got caught filming their practice. Spygate? Our film guy got caught filming their practice. One week later, Josh is fired. I believe we started out 6-0. We ended up 8-8. Once that losing streak happened, we was, we was, we was having breakfast. We was in there, and it's like, damn. 
I knew we wasn't that good, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we was cheating. <laughs> Six and no start, fall off to two and eight on the back end of the season, end up eight and eight because they were motherfucking cheating. So yeah, I I, I don't know if the, the magic is in the, the free agent signings or the coaching or in the quarterback, but uh it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. But the Raiders are putting together an impressive free agency by signing Max Crosby, Chandler Jones, and getting Devontae Adams and some other pieces here and there. Um, um, no one would really seal the deal, though, if they trade Derek Carr for Tom Brady. That would be that tight. Should be, that should be nuts. That would be tight. I'll be down with that. It's nice you know, to really, oh, go, Pedro. Oh, no, I'm just saying, you know that um, now that Josh McDaniels is not going to have like a camera guy at the practice no more. He's really just controlling it. Pedro, you, you on timeout. Man, you sound like RoboCop right now. You sound like a Cylon from the original Battlestar Galactica. I don't, I, yeah, I don't have a good signal. Where the hell are you? Oh, my bad. It's actually getting worse. How is it getting worse, It's getting worse. Do you hear me? I'm asking the Agra water plant. The Agra water plant? Yeah, the whole building is made of 10 yeah, the whole building of team and all these trailers are they're block. It's blocking the phone signal. And it's kind of like on a slope. Man, well, you make it out of there safe, all right, man. I feel like you set up right now. Roger, oh, master set you free. So we need to check on Pedro. He's lost in LA. I can, I, I can hear y'all. I can hear y'all fine. I guess you just can't hear me. We can hear you. You just sound like you gargling dick. <laughs> uh, I, I, I gargle squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get to Cutty Corner shoutouts. Cutty Corner shoutouts. Cutty Corner shoutouts. Cutty Corner shoutouts. The same way in the show on. Everyone gets a chance to rant, complain, or talk about something that is pissing them off. Or you can talk about something good in the world and highlight a positive. Cutty Corner shout-outs. Cutty Corner shout-outs. It's time. It's, it's time. Cutty Corner. We're burning out. God, if you listen, help. So cold and bleeding now, now, now. I mean, what it means. Gonna let you down. He Aaron, do you have a Cutty Corner shout out? I do. My Cutty Corner shout out this week goes out to Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll had a whole bunch of nothing and a whole bunch of bullshit to the, this week. When asked about Russell Wilson and his feelings about Russell Wilson moving on and leaving, Pete Carroll somehow turned the conversation into Colin Kaepernick and said, yeah, yeah, you know, Colin Kaepernick contacted me. Well, he wants to get back in the game. Uh, we, we, we seen some tape. Uh, we see, I mean, just a whole bunch of bullshit talking about, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, he was working out with Tyler Lockett. I don't even know how that happened. We'll, we'll, we'll look into bringing him in. We'll look into it. He said, we'll look into it. I mean, he deserves a second chance. If not in football in something. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? If he do something else, that's not a second chance, asshole. 
that's him just moving on to do something. If Colin Kaepernick goes on and work at McDonald's, that's not a second chance in life. That's Colin Kaepernick working McDonald's. A second chance would be giving him a shot at football. He brought up Kaepernick to deflect the question, and he didn't say shit about the question. It was a serious question about Russell Wilson and their relationship. And he deflected by going with, hey, man, guess what? If I bring up Kaepernick, these reporters going to get stuck on it. It's like, man, it was the most bullshit thing. He didn't say, hey, Kaepernick deserves a second chance, so I'm going to bring him in and give him a chance in camp to compete for a job. He didn't say shit like that. He said, oh, I don't know how he worked out. Everyone saw Kaepernick put out on Twitter that he was going to plan to do a workout. He wanted to have a tape that he could send the NFL want to get back in. Tyler Lockett saw it on Twitter and said, I'll be there for you. He said, I need some receivers. And Lockett said, I'll be there. Man, Pete Carroll used car salesman, man. I love what you did at USC, bringing them back, putting them back on the map, but boy, and I used car salesman, dude. Full of shit. Yeah! And that nigga owe me five dollars! Do you have a Cuddy Corner shout out? Oh, yeah, I do. Um, so my, my Cuddy Corner shout out goes out to uh, kids' museums. I don't know if any of y'all listen, got kids, but there's these things called kids' museums or kids' play parks. And the thing is, it might be $10, $12, sometimes $18 to get to this kids' museum, right? But they charge for the kid and every adult. Why the fuck would I go to a kid's museum <laughs> and pay $18? Like, just tell me it costs $36. Just say, hey, man, we got this kid's museum. It's $36. Bring your kid here. Instead of trying to say, oh, it's $16 for your kid and $16 for you, 40-year-old man. Stop the shit. There <laughs> ain't shit you can do in there, but watch your kid. And you can't go in there without a kid. <laughs> yeah, because you're a pedophile. You go there without a kid. So <laughs> Exactly. It's basically a two-drink minimum. For this shit, I'm just gonna watch my kid go here play, pretend <laughs> to play in the kitchen. <laughs> That's all it is. Mm. And I get so mad. They're like, "Well, how many people is it?" Oh, like you don't see me with this kid and this and this baby. Oh, well, that's going to be $9 for each of you. I was like, what am I going to do here? There's not even food for me here. There's not they even charge food for the there. baby too? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, she's over one now, so they, they charge it now. I just get so frustrated with all the kids' stuff that people want to pay for, that they want you to pay for now, or just pay these exorbitant prices like we're going to Disneyland. It's one thing if it was a real museum, right? Because you got artifacts that might be thousands of years old. Not this, you know, pretend fire truck that some kid vomited in yesterday that you're not telling me about. <laughs> Darius, do you have a Cutty Corner shout-out? My Cutty Corner shout-out uh, this week, I had a, a, a couple, but um, in true fashion of a Darius, <laughs> you know how I get down. <laughs> My Cutty Corner shout-out goes to Jared. Pretty on-brand for me. Uh, Jared called me this week, and uh, we talked for – oh, no, sorry, I called Jared. Uh, I called Jared this week. I was trying to get my son in the blue camp, um, and Jared denied me. Obviously, he don't have a hookup no more because he ain't sucking white dick this summer. But when he did have a hookup, I was really, you know, you trying to use him for his hookup. And Jared pivots the conversation to tell me <clears throat> that we should talk about trying to monetize and get money for the podcast. Do you have any ideas? Would love to top it up. I said, give me a contract, bitch, before we have a conversation. Now, the reason I want a contract is because, as many of you listeners know, Jared has already kicked me off the podcast in which I started. Um, I've been gentrified, I've been left to the side, I've been fried, and I've been died until I'm dead. And now he wants me to come back, help him try to figure out ways to get 
uh, to monetize the podcast, get other uh, sponsors, sponsorships, and really uh, lift the, the podcast up and elevate it to a new state, um, possibly even recording it, possibly asking me questions on how you could do some video recordings. If I ain't never in my life heard of some more chicken backstabbing shit in my life, where the nigga will kick me off my own podcast and then had a nurse to ask me how to get it better. I mean, this, Jesus Christ. So uh, I'm not going to go to shout out girls to Jim for sure. That's dope, man. It's like asking your girlfriend what prefer- perfume you go going to buy your new girl. <laughs> dare I, dare, should I even dare it? Pedro, do you have a cutting corner no, shout No, no, no. Oh, Man, she no. started hearing you fine. Right, now, can you even hear me? Yeah. You can hear me? Not anymore. <laughs> I love your tenacity, though, Pedro. <laughs> Stay getting after it. He's going for it. Why don't you click your heels together three times and go back to Africa? All right. Well... <laughs> you know what's that? He wasted it. We were hearing him so well at first, and then he wasted it, said, No, I'm not doing it. Can you hear me? And now we can't hear nothing. I'm cut quarter shout out. <laughs> we'll have to do one. We'll have to do one next week. My cutty corner shout out goes out to um the Oakland A's. And all the fuckery they've been doing the last week. Baseball is back, by the way. Shout out to baseball sponsorship. You know, they came to terms. They, you know, they doing their thing. They back. They figured it out. And the first order of business for the Oakland A's is to fire sell any player that we might know <laughs> on their fucking roster. Anybody that look like they held a bat before. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, hey, man. Hey, man, we got the green light. We can start getting ready for the season. We can start preparing and signing players if we need to. Oh, no, 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 no. We not signing nobody. We trading them. Or letting them just walk. They ain't doing shit. They trade away Matt Chapman and Matt Olson, the two cornerstone players of their of their infield, two gold glove players, and He's two young serious. talents. Fucking that ridiculous, by the way. Fucking ridiculous. I can't believe they did. Ridiculous, right? Two players that like they were like, these are our young studs. We're gonna develop them. We want to build a new stadium. All that trying to say these are the guys who want to go to the new stadium with. These are the guys that green collar baseball. I want you guys to love these new guys. And I'm like, this is the this is the fifth iteration of this same process y'all are doing again. I ain't buying it. And I had friends who are big A's fans sitting there arguing with me, saying, you gotta give these guys a chance. You gotta give them a chance. I'm like, a chance for what? A chance for the A's to do exactly what they just did. All right, baseball is back. The A's are back to doing what they do best getting rid of any talent they had so they can get younger talent to try and bring up, hopefully get a two to three year window of maybe being relevant and good again so that when they get too good to pay, they're going to trade them again. So it's just a revolving door of players. And this is not how you build a fan base that like, this is not how you build, number one. Biggest things to fans is obviously probably like championships, but also continuity and legacy. You know what I'm saying? The identity of your team, identity of a roster. You know what I'm saying? You have players for years on hand. And I know baseball has changed, professional sports has changed, but free agency has changed that dynamic so you don't have players for their entire careers. But you can have them in certain players for extended periods of time. Periods of time that will at least allow them to say, this is the era that we had this player. These aren't even eras. The A's don't even have eras. They have like a couple years of a player and then they're gone. They don't have an era of a certain player or certain combinations of players. It's just here today, gone tomorrow. For them to trade away their two best players 
they traded away their best pitcher of the last couple seasons in Bassett. And there's rumors that they're trying to shop Manaya and, and Montes, two of their other best pitchers these last couple years. It's like, hey man, how do you expect me as a fan to buy in? You won't fix up the stadium. You won't invest in the stadium because you don't own it, but you won't invest in the stadium and make it nicer, make it, you know, play onto the lore of what you had with the great teams of the 70s and 80s and early 90s. You won't do that. You won't invest in keeping certain players. So how am I supposed to buy in as a fan? As a fan of Oakland A's, what is supposed to make me want to buy in other than just being a blind fanatic? I'm not going to be a blind fanatic for that. And the A's are making me feel like they're the fucking Dallas Cowboys right now, the way they pull the shit. Uh, my second Cutty Corner shout-out goes out to uh, Scott Hall. Shout-out sponsorship. The bad guy, Razor Ramon. Uh, had a lot of good memories watching wrestling. From the time you had that Jerry S-curl, that Hector Macho Camacho S-curl on your forehead, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> with the mullet long hair, talking with the terrible Dominican Cuban accent, turning into just another regular American dude and being part of NWO. The bad guy, Scott Hall, was an icon of the sport for me and my upbringing. So sad to hear about his uh, untimely passing. Um, so shout out to Scott Hall. Sponsorship, come on our show, RIP. some advice for you, Jared. Just root for your team. Stop rooting for people to be decent. You yeah, never want to meet your heroes. Well, none of them are my heroes. That's a good thing. So, you know, I'm, I like certain players because, you know, what they bring to the table, but at the same time, I, you know, the team is... Only hero, only hero Jared got is Matt X. And, that, and, that, and that's the confusing thing with me, Jared's Cowboy fandom. He very rarely says anything good about the Cowboys. It's <laughs> like it's never like, oh, man, Dak's a great player. Oh, I really love this player. Man, he's really I mean, they're going to this game. They're going to win. They're going to upset somebody. Never. <laughs> no, no, I'm very old school. I, I would say I'm probably kind of like. Um, You're an old Asian dad right now. You're like, okay. Yeah, I, mean, I got that Asian side of me where it's. I got a B. Why is it not an A? Yeah. I'm like, could have been an A if you had done this differently. If you had just done it the way I told you to. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I'm not somebody who like accepts, you know, mediocrity. And I know how hard it is for, you know, excellence also. So like when I see the excellence, that's when it makes us that much more special. And I'm like, I'm seeing their excellence you know what I'm saying? Be better than everyone else's excellence. And that's what I'm looking for. You know, I like to see the excellence. I want to see the excellence so I can be like, I'm seeing the top tier and I hope my team can be that. But when they're not doing the things that they need to do to be that, whether it's execution on the field or it's decisions in the front office or decisions by the coaching staff, then I'm going to call that shit out because it's, it, it, sometimes it's plain in sight that, you know, you fucking up. Jason Garrett, you fucking up. <laughs> Jerry Jones, you've been fucking up. Your ego got in the way and you ain't want shit since because you was fucking up. <laughs> this motherfucker, you know, this is the same time. This motherfucker got so big on himself. I bet you he got that woman pregnant the same year Barry Switzer won the Super Bowl 25 years ago. See, that's why, see, these men nuts busy. See, they got to keep their nuts busy. <laughs> I'm serious, hey, Jared. Serious. See, this is this is the crazy thing about Jared uh, Cowboy fandom, Brandon. This used to trip me out because I agree with you. He never says nothing positive, but then he starts naming me players 
that I'm like, Jerry, why do you know that guy's name? That guy's like the backup holder, right? He knows everything about him. He knows the guy to take out the trash on the fucking sideline. He knows that Jerry Jones probably got his, his last heart on after Barry Switzer won that Super Bowl and had this child. He knows all that shit, but then he can't say nothing positive about him. But he does all this fucking research. It trips me out when, like, a backup guard. Look, I'm a Rams fan. I'm an NFL fan. I don't know a backup guard for any fucking team except the Cowboys because of Jerry. <laughs> I can't tell you that. I can't tell you who the fuck back up the Rams shit like that I watch every Ram game couldn't tell you shit and this motherfucker Jared tells you everything about him I mean I bet you Jerry Jones got that 25 years ago she was born 25 years ago that was right after Super Bowl Barry Switzer won that Super Bowl he got hard because he's like I got this without Jerry Jones had a, Jimmy knocked Johnson. Up a bitch Jimmy Johnson yeah. knocked up a bitch and now he can't he can't do nothing right <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you, bro. Darius, what's your advice to Jared? Because Pedro gave him advice. Root for the team. Don't make heroes. Don't worry about people. Just root for your team. Hope they win. Brandon gave him advice. What's yours? If Jared thinks the Cowboys are ever going to actually be a winning team again, he should actually just turn into the cocaine Cowboys and start selling drugs because you have a better chance of becoming a millionaire than the Cowboys actually <laughs> making it anywhere in life. With that perspective, and I think that's fine. I, look, it's, it's it's kind of the curse of the A's, man. Like, the A's are kind of in the same boat. Like, it's all, it's all how they want to manage the team. And so they haven't – I mean, bro, it's Jerry Lynn. That nigga don't need to win a game. That nigga got a Disneyland. And so at that point – I mean, you just should look at it as a mall team. That wasn't yeah. me. That was Pedro. <laughs> that was Pedro. I was like, God damn, man. Sorry, please tell me you're all right. Nah, the NFL is the NFL is blocking this nigga Pedro hard today. Hard. Hard. <laughs> Still don't know what he's saying. He said something right there. Man, we got to get Pedro a 5G phone, man. <laughs> man. Who know what kind of I'm phone I'm on a 5G phone. This is yeah, two-way radio you're using right now. No, I'm in, like, like I said, I'm, you... I'm, between this, I'm in this giant warehouse that's on a, on a slope. Did you Wait, get your property <laughs> phone from Tijuana? Yeah, bro. Man, you's over here. <laughs> your ass is over here sounding like... Come on, Jerry. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> 